Hello and welcome to The Hill's Digital Health Innovation Podcast. The Hill is a digital health catalyst based at Oxford University Hospitals, managing innovation and bringing digital technology into the NHS. Here at The Hill, we're very passionate about needs-led innovation, and a big part of that is understanding the realities of health and care. This series will be bringing you a range of voices from the front line of clinical care, hearing about their daily work and what opportunities they see for innovation and improvement. Welcome. My name is Megan Morris-Carter, Director of Digital Innovation at Oxford University Hospitals. I'll be your host today, and I am joined by Sneha Sunny, who is a night nurse practitioner at the John Radcliffe Hospital. Welcome, Sneha. Oh, thank you, Megan. It's uh, very excited to join you in this podcast. Thank you for this opportunity. It's, it's fantastic to have you with us, Sneha. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your job, what, what you do and what your day-to-day looks like? Um, so I'm the night nurse practitioner for acute general medicine. So I'm based in John Radcliffe Hospital. So I work along with the medical team and allies with the nursing team as well. So I all the medical wards overnight, uh, I'm able to support them with looking after the acutely unwell patients, um, bed management, patient moves as well as uh, supporting the medical team. So before the doctor comes in, if we have an unwell patient, I'm able to go review the patient and do the first set of a triage assessment, take certain bloods, venipuncture, put in a cannula, support the doctors that way so that we have an initial assessment before the doctors come in to start their interventions. So that's a big support for the nurses when they're under a lot of pressures and they've got eight patients, sometimes six, and I go in there to support them. So it uplifts our nursing morale that we've got to support overnight. And the doctors feel the same way that by the time they come in to see the patient, I'm there to help them with the assessment. So that's my role. And I work along with the ops managers as well, the operations team, to help with the discharges and identifying who's going to go home the next day and help prepare the whole team, all the medical wards in, based in John Radcliffe uh, for the next day. And, and how did you end up where you are today? What, what's your career history? Uh, so um, I trained in India. My background is um, medical ITU and cardiology. And then I was uh, tutoring like a nursing lecturer for the nursing students. And then I came over to the UK and I was based in ITU and cardiology again. And I got this exciting opportunity to be the deputy sister in, uh, on, on our medical wards, the complex medical units. And from there, I got this another lovely opportunity to study for advanced clinical practitioner. So I am a trainee advanced clinical practitioner, which enhances the role of the night nurse practitioner. um, I aim to complete it in the next couple of years where we will be able to prescribe as well. So that way we support the doctors a bit more in helping prescribing the uh, most common kind of medications that's required for the doctor. And we don't need to burden the doctors, calling them often. They can reach out to me where I can assess the patient and prescribe. And also, uh, yes, so that's more of an academic background linked with the clinical role that I'm doing. It sounds like you've got quite a lot on your plate. (laughs) And also to add on, I'm excited that I've got this role. I was elected as the chair for the Black Asian Minority Ethnic Network. So I'm co-chairing along with Lindley for the BAME Network. It's a staff network amongst our hospital staff, empowering our stuff from the black and Asian minority ethnic groups, empowering them in education and career progression, outreaching and addressing any inequality or discrimination issues they have. Uh, we're always there as a team to support our staff. So yes, we've got a lot on the plate, but it's a good team. So we're able to balance it all out. 
And it sounds like you've got some opportunities to train on the job as well. Yes. Uh, we can, um, as in the clinical practitioner role, we're able to train our junior staff, our newly newly reco- recruited staff into our department. We're able to train them and also guide them towards what training is required because we're linked with Brooks University. We will have opportunities to study. So we've got lots of modules that we can introduce our staff if they're interested in uh, building their academic career through um, doing modules with Brooks University. So I know you're quite interested in innovation and improvements, Neha. Um, what do you think is the biggest opportunity for improving patient care um, in the areas that you work in? So in acute general medicine, we have patient flow, which we can see there's a lot of opportunity in that we can do digitally, that we can help our patient flow patients. And when they come to emergency department, they are initially triaged and assessed, and then they move to the emergency assessment unit where the staff do a excellent job of delivering the first bit of care and the operation team they they take the responsibility of identifying these patients or where they need to go their right destination if it's to cardiology or to medicine or to um knock or wherever they need to go they assess the patients in EAU and once the patient comes over to our medical wards we give them the treatment journey of the antibiotics and the necessary diagnostic tools that is required and then the discharge of the patient. So we, um, what we see the opportunity for innovation is if there was a live bed board on our wards, we are able to get a bigger picture of what's going on downstairs. We're able to equip the staff of identifying so ED and EAU are under pressure. We need to support them on the wards. We do have bedboard and huddles and we've got meetings in the morning and regular meetings to identify patients who are fit for discharge or what is the plan for the day. But a nice live bedboard, which is really robust, that can help us have a bigger and clearer picture because it's all systems thinking linked with our nursing care. The bigger picture is supporting the hospital with the patient flow and us as acute general medicine alone can can aid it if we have a live bedboard uh, that will help us to see the patients who are coming in, the incoming patients, and how we can fill in our beds appropriately. Yeah, so there's, there's obviously a number of different elements to patient flow, isn't there? Because there's how many patients come in through the front door in the first place and whether they get triaged into the wards or whether they get triaged back home. Oh. Um, and then, then there's the management of the patients while they're in the ward. And you've mentioned that sort of bed ward and, and having the information to kind of manage them through the system is, is really, really important. And then I guess at, at the end, there's, there's the, the discharge of the patients as well, which I know you're also involved with. Yes. So the discharge is, is a complex bit that we have most of the challenges with, along with the patients who have come in. And when we, when we talk about discharge, it's very essential that we talk about discharge in the first few hours the patient sets, sets his steps into the hospital and to identifying where he or she is appropriately being discharged. If they can go home with a package of care or is it to a nursing home where they will require all care from hygienic needs, dietary needs, mobility, the whole thing will be looked after by them in the nursing homes. Or is it to a hub bed where they will stay for a short period of time until they wait for the right discharge destination. So that destination, the talk of that would start as the patient steps into the wards or initial few hours of admission is very important that we get. So in for me, innovatively, if we're going to think of the digitalization of that, if we're able to gather more 
data regarding how the, what the patient requires so that we prepare ourselves involving communication with the social worker, communication with the hub bed, communication with the nursing care home, uh, all that put into a single patient's data. We will be able to uh, aid the patient safer and faster discharge. For example, I'm, I'm a, I consider myself young. So if I walk into the hospital and I'm being treated, I walk up on my feet. So I'm, my baseline has not changed. But for our older patients, they might have been on a wheelie walker, but within one week of hospital admission or one or two weeks, you can see that they are off their baseline. They're not able to, the stability of their feet is gone. So you can see they're off baseline. So to improve or to get their quality of life back, we need to support them either with extra support at home, uh, more rehabilitation. So all that are very important factors that are linked with the patient's journey. We want them to go back home safe. We don't want them to come back to us the very next day. So there are many factors that influence this patient to go safely, along with equipments and somebody to look after them at home. And they should be safe at home as well. So digitally, if we are able to get data in which way we can support these patients, it would be a massive step for us. Because I believe oh, it's, an, it's a national crisis, the bed flow and the patient flow. And every hospital has their own challenges. But us as JR and as Oxford University Hospital, if we're able to tackle this problem digitally, then we set example for all the other hospitals that it's, po it's possible we can uh, implement them in other hospitals as well. It sounds like quite a, a complex piece of, of, of work getting a patient to, to be discharged. And there's clearly quite a, a number of different partners that are involved in that. So I think you've mentioned care homes, yes. you mentioned sort of you know, potentially equipment providers or yes. training providers or um, you know, people who might assess the patient's um, living circumstances to understand whether they can go back home. Um, how, how difficult is the communication across all of those different parties and what do you think might enable that? So at present, they're all through emails or with phone calls. Uh, so each time you make a phone call to the care home or say for the for example the care agency who's going to provide care at home you have to call them and say can you kindly come and assess this patient this is the history of the patient this is what has happened in the past this is what is required for the patient when he goes home but if the whole thing was available on them on, on the hand you know as digitally it's for this particular patient the information is available for the care agencies then it's easier because it's all uploading the right information and no, the communication is, uh, is perfect. You know, there's less chances of mistake, of missing out any details that is required for the patient. So uh, at present, it's all through phone and emails, but it would be lovely to have a digital platform where we are able to share these details to the different destinations, the nursing home, care home, the hub bed, or if it's just the care agency. I'm thinking about those those sort of three different aspects of patient flow, the, the kind of um, coming in and triaging, the, the management of the patient in the hospital and the discharge. Um, which one of those, if, if it was improved, do you think would, would yield the biggest improvement to, to the work that you do? Um, so triage is very important, trying to find out who's coming in and they're there for the right reason. We're able to treat them and not keep them in for one or two weeks. If we're able to send the patients home, in a safe manner, in EAU and ED, with the right treatment. That's massive. But if they come to the wards, we have to start thinking of the long term. 
so that they don't keep coming back to us. We have a plan in place. We have care package in place uh, and they're safe when they go home. So I personally believe they all have got their own challenges. They all have got their own barriers. But digitally, we will be able to overcome all these uh, if we are able to have a bigger pack picture. The lack of communication, I would say, is because the staff on the wards are not aware of what's happening outside their wards. They do not know what's happening in EAU and ED. They do not know what's happening once the patient's journey ends and they're going out. So if there's a, if there's a vision of us being aware of what's happening before the patient comes in and out, uh, that gives a bit more holistic approach of the patient's uh, care from the time he is in hospital and till he goes home or to the discharge destination. So a lot of this is about communication and about information availability to give yes. people that, that bigger picture. You think? Yes. You're obviously very familiar with the, the digital environment and you're quite enthusiastic about, about digital. How do you think that reflects the, the rest of the, the workforce? Do you think everyone is, is capable and interested in adopting new technologies or do you see any challenges with that? Well, we, there will be challenges uh, in all departments, especially when it comes to digital. When we're used to a certain kind of platform, maybe just writing notes, handwritten, and then we come up with the, the EPR where we were putting care plans in, we had a large gap of our staff who were struggling to do it digitally. And then we constantly helped them and trained them in uh, building up their digital skills. And now we have overcome it. So any digital innovation that comes in, our staff will need repeated uh, training. We would need to have uh, ask them, ask them for feedback. How do you feel about this? Are you having challenges with this? And then when they do have, when they voice they have challenges, we do step in to support them and to teach them how to do it. That way they overcome any barriers that they have. Are there any other areas where you'd really like to see improvement in the work that you do or where you see that there's, there's opportunities either for digital technology or for um, process improvement or other, other types of, of change? I think that's a very, very large uh, component that needs discussing. And I need to sit with my managers to try and sit and write down what issues we have. But for me personally, I, I'm very happy with what... <laughs> I'm going through right now, but I will support the staff. If there's any innovation that's going to come up, I'm willing to uh, uh, support the innovation and train the staff required on the wards. So I'm unfortunately, I'm not able to answer that at the moment. It, it is a really big question, I think, yeah. isn't it? You know, because um, whenever you're doing any job, I think there's always areas for improvement or oh, areas where yes. that, you know, that, that there could be new things. But it's sometimes difficult to know what it is that could happen, you know, what, yeah. what it is that's available. And I guess that's that's where we at the Hill try and provide staff with that opportunity to test technology and to see what's possible, yeah. because sometimes you don't know what's possible until you've seen it in some ways. There's always opportunity on training and education. I always see this. There's always opportunity because there's, our knowledge is always evidence-based and it's up to us to um, encourage ourselves and motivate ourselves to read more. Because I'm doing this module with with the masters that I'm doing, it keeps motivating me to read more journals and keep my knowledge up to date. So digitally and innovatively, if you're able to help our staff refresh their knowledge that we've studied during our nursing, and then because we, it's a very mundane job, after some time, you would feel that you come in, you give the medications, you give the care, and then you go home. But what about the academic side where you can brush yourself, brush up your knowledge, 
and keep yourself up to date with the latest research and latest evidence-based research and literature that we've got available. We have a massive library, but not everyone has time to go to the library. But there's always digitally, if there was an opportunity for me to look up things, uh, it would be amazing. We do have Medusa on the on our EPR on the internet where we can refer to medications. And uh, we got BNF and all different kinds of um, modules that are available that we can look up. But our staff uh, will be definitely benefited with um, more digitally innovative uh, methods, if possible, to help them with their education and their training and keeping themselves updated. You mentioned going to the library and obviously the, the academic papers that you can access. Have you had any experience of some of the technologies around augmented reality or virtual reality or simulations online uh, when it comes to training? Uh, so we have videos. So we have My Learning Hub where we can go and do our training. And they do have videos where you can uh, watch the videos. But when it comes to hands-on experience, you need to go to a simulation room or practice it on the ward or on the patient on with supervision. So um, I'm not very clear about uh, personally I have not experienced uh, um, an, uh, an opportunity where I have augmented the uh, the clinical and the library work online it, it's it's a very practical skill isn't it a lot yeah. of clinical a care. lot as a nurse it's all about hands-on so we have Oxstar downstairs we have stimulation rooms where we can go and do on the mannequin but it's very different when you come and do it the patient the patient is is real with real emotions and pain touch and feel so it's a it's a big difference but applying what theoretically you have uh, into a practical uh, setting is is a challenge but uh, our staff are good so they they're they're able to do it yeah so what would be your advice for someone who's trying to manage a change um, uh, whether it's bringing in a digital innovation or managing a change to processes um, what would be the advice you'd give to them in terms of how they handle that and, and how they work with other people? Always the bigger picture, always viewing that there's a long-term goal and there's a bigger picture. For me personally, my bigger picture is to support OUH and JR. I'm supporting it in a bigger picture. What my small role that I do in acute general medicine is supporting the hospital as such. So anybody who wants change should not fear change because change is good in some way. And you need to embrace the change. So if they want to bring about change, you need to start personally. And that way you are able to influence and show people the change that you have created. Uh, for example, I start studying. I influence my colleagues. You need to study. I show them the papers, that the really nice literature that I have, interesting literature. That, and I show them and help them to read. So we've shared the knowledge and I motivate them to read more. So all change starts small. But the percussions and the waves are large, if you see, on a bigger picture. So if I support the team with just patient flow on a small scale, I'm able to, the repercussions are large because I would safely discharge a patient and there's a bed available for the next patient in line. It's hugely important, I think, to have someone like yourself on the front line really championing that change uh, and leading the way and showing other people how to, uh, how to embrace the new technologies that are available. Sneha, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thank you ever so much for coming to join us on the podcast. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you, Megan.
You've just been listening to Sneha Sunny, night nurse practitioner, who talked about the opportunities for improving patient flow and the importance of continuous training and education for staff. I hope you enjoyed this latest in our series on opportunities for innovation on the front line of health and care. If this episode sparked some ideas or you'd like to know more about The Hill and the work that we do, please reach out to the team on connect at thehilloxford.org. Visit our website www.thehilloxford.org or connect with myself or The Hill page on LinkedIn.